the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name's Hisham Azuz and this is the first show in the Hoxo Media offices. I'm super excited. I've got my brand new boss, Sean Anderson, uh, sat next to me and um, we're just going to have a good old chat with Sean. We are, we are. Thanks, mate. Delighted to be a part of it. Yeah. Listen to all your episodes so far when you're in the back of the. Your yeah, be- just doing it from my phone with uh, the anchor app. Anchor app in the back of your bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, oh, this past I've been in what a month now. It's gone quite quick. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's been I've been in the deep end, <laughs> <laughs> to say to say the least. For but, those of you that don't know, Hisham, um, when did you join us in May? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah join us in May. Yeah. Um, and as literally been exposed to probably every part of the business in the last few I know, years. definitely sales, cap management, content. But what since since I've been here I just I just know and it's felt the right move which I'm I'm really pleased about. It I, I have found it challenging but what what I've really enjoyed is just just being able to speak to recruitment business owners and recruiters now on a daily basis. I, I do genuinely yeah. really enjoy that. I found that when I set when we set Oxford Media up, obviously I'd, I'd made all my money and career speaking to insurance yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong, insurers are quite similar to recruiters. They're, they're usually pretty sociable characters. For um, sure. Quite a male-dominated industry as well. Mm-hmm. But when when I first started working with recruiters, and, and, and even now, it's like working with your colleagues. Yeah. We used to sit together on the phone, going out drinking. Now it's, it's obviously on the other side, they're clients, but... I don't know, something special about it. If you don't know the industry, you won't know what, I'm, yeah, what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But people in the industry definitely. No, I have really found that. I, I don't know if Rex or Rex would agree. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon but, I, yeah, I think so. I, I think, it, again, it depends on Rex or Rex who've worked for an agency for an and agency, gone yeah, it. I yeah, think yeah. if you started life in Rex or Rex, then your clients are your clients, aren't they? Mm, that's um, true. Just to set the scene as well, if, if people don't know, we our office is in East London near Stratford in this Hackney Wick. Um, we're in an old converted warehouse, which is pretty rough around the edges. We're in our purpose-built recording studio, aren't we? With yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've actually well, recording it on camera as we speak, yeah. so we will release the video. But um, it doesn't get more raw than this as a start of business, does it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I remember when um, I saw you guys for the, I think it was the year um, or just before the year, and um, Kenzie offices. There was no floor in; it was stone floor, and this wasn't quite built. No. So definitely, it, it really has, and I think that obviously from where it was to where it is now, it's happened quite quickly. Is that the, well, the help moved, of uh, the rents? Uh, what my rents? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, they, my parents have been unbelievable at coming in and fixing stuff up. Like they're pretty handy with when it comes to design. Yeah. And, and my, my stepdad could build a house with his bare hands. But, <laughs> um, no, it's amazing. We moved in on December first. I swear to God, when we when we signed this yeah, because I came in December. When we signed this place in November, yeah, me and Amma were sat there thinking like, are we are we going a bit above our means here? Because there yeah. was a smaller office downstairs. Where oh, really? We'd have fit at the time comfortably. And mm. There was two floors. It was a tiny little area. Um, and then when we saw it, and we were like, the rent wasn't much higher, and it was like, what is it, seven hundred fifty square feet? Yeah, so we were yeah. like, it's not big now. It feels tiny. Mm. Um, fast forward six and a half, seven months, and today myself and Amma were downstairs looking at other offices in the block to see if we can acquire them. Wow! So we can grow, um, and we're going to outgrow this place in twelve months, like mm. no doubt, unless we we knock through the walls to next door or something. Yeah, well, I think it's a good good space though. I, I do like it, and I think for for everyone that we have right now, I feel like it, it might get a bit cozy, but I think that's going to be a good thing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but. I guess a, a few things that I, I, I definitely want to speak about and sort of what I've 
because how I've ended up here, um, I mean, one, one of the main reasons, I, I sort of just, this whole podcast thing, I, I, um, with the whole recruiter thing, it, I start with a blog, the Recruitment Roller Coaster blog, I really enjoyed interacting with other recruiters. Uh, Where did you, uh, yeah, because you weren't, if you weren't thinking about joining us, for example, or setting up a business as a rector, no, why, I wasn't. Why my, were you my, That's what I mean. My my old boss thought that's what I was going to do: yeah. set up a rector. <laughs> and it was, it's just really weird because, um, I, basically, genuinely, which which is why I think it's worked and it resonates with people is that before I got into recruitment, I, I wanted to get into recruitment. I was in that one percent who actually genuinely wanted to work in recruitment because I wanted to. You reckon there's one percent? Maybe less. <laughs> I'll say no. Yeah, maybe no less. But um, yeah, because I just I, I loved sales and I wanted to become more of an all-rounded salesperson, which is yeah. what I thought recruitment could do for me. And basically, the narrative that I saw looking outside into it without any recruitment experience was could earn loads of money quick. Seems like they have a lot of fun. Take their clients out beers all the time, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I then obviously joined a small boutique agency, which you didn't know about because you met us. And very quickly, I was like, "Shit, this is fucking hard, <laughs> like really hard." And <clears throat> I, um, my approach, and I'm sure you've had this with stuff before. Maybe you started this, but I mean, there's a lot. There's solid advice out there. Is like read or learn about or learn about other people who've done what you're aiming to do, right? So I tried to look for that in recruitment, and I couldn't really find anything. It was I mean, there was nothing out there that really sort of showcased what it was actually like. And why I started the blog was when I was recruiting, because I was recruiting insurance, some of the jobs, they'd look at non-insurance experiences, like sales experience. So I ended up speaking with quite a few recruiters, and a lot of them had only worked in the industry for sort of six, 12 months, sometimes less. And I was like, I found that quite sad because I had a, the where I worked, it was really supportive, and they, they didn't have really high expectations, and I really felt that. Mm. And... When I spoke to people, they found it really cutthroat, they didn't get the training, and it wasn't what they expected. And that, that was just the initial idea, really, of, of the blog, was I just wanted to share the actual daily challenges that I was facing. Um, and if someone read that and thought, wow, okay, it's not just me going through that, or someone read it who hadn't worked in recruitment and thought, yeah, that's not for me, then that, that was, that's how that happened, really. And, I, and it was simply as, it was simple of, I just want to share value, really. That, that was it, and that just came natural to me. And then, uh, the, oh, that's when I spoke to you about the, the guest blog. So, generally, I never thought about setting up a rector rec business. And, with the, again, it was the same thing. With the podcast, I used to drive like an hour to work every day. And that, I, I love podcasts. I, I listen to them daily. So, I used to get my podcast hours and time in on the way to work. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if I could listen to a recruitment-specific podcast? I had the same thought. I yeah. literally... Probably the last year before I quit uh, my previous agency, I was, I, I don't know what I was searching for, but I was searching for something. Something, yeah. Yeah, something different, because I, I couldn't, I can read, but obviously I can read, <laughs> but um, I'm not very quick, like, yeah, I, yeah, I am yeah, genuinely yeah. not a quick reader, and I tend to, it might be something to do with like my imagination, but as soon as I read a line of a book or mm. something, it usually triggers off something in my head, really? and, then I re- and then I think it's about that. It's got a tangent. Oh, my, my brain yeah, goes nuts, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I go, shit, I've not read half Well, there's different page. ways of learning, isn't there? Yeah, so I'm clearly, but then my memory is literally like, really bang, good. I don't forget names, I don't yeah, forget, yeah, yeah. anything I listen, I've realised that I'm a very uh, auditory learner, so yeah, if sure. I listen to something, it stays in my head. Sure. Anyway, last, 2016, I, I started listening to podcasts, I started, well, no, I started with an audio book. Oh, yeah. A mate of mine was like, get this book, so it was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've got that on my bookshelf, it's actually, amazing book. on the Reverb. 
I read it in about four days, but I listened to nice. it, and and I, and I didn't find I had to keep going over chapters. It was staying. Yeah, I went yeah, running. Yeah. I went walking, and so I was like, I like that. And then I was similar to you. I had a yeah. big, quite a big commute, not about an hour on the train and, and bus. And, uh, and then I got into some podcasts. I listened to a few, like all about self improvement. Sure, same. And I had the same thought, like, where's the kind of recruitment podcast? Yeah, because if you're going to few, work, there's a few shockers. Up yeah, there. that's what I mean. Nothing resonated with me. There are a few out there, and they just didn't resonate with me as a recruiter. That I was like, I'm, I'm not really getting value out of this. So basically, how I thought, you know what? Why don't I just look into doing it myself? And I had people like yourself and other recruiters very kindly giving me their time and answering this question. I was like, if they can do that, maybe they'll give me enough time to have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And I initially, when I spoke to people, they were like, oh, how long is it going to take? And obviously, you know, recruit everyone's busy. So I was like, right, okay, I've got to make it sort of 15, 20, 30 minutes. And um, that, that's gone down really well. But again, it's just a simple, genuinely, um, to uncover what actually goes on in recruitment, the actual failures, the actual successes, what that looks like from recruiters and recruitment business owners. Because... Mm-hmm. Obviously, as you know, Sean, like the the perspective of recruiters, it's not the best on LinkedIn and no. other places. But every person I've spoke no. to, they generally do actually have a real passion for what they do, and they um, really put the the service on 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 the top priority. I'd say that in my experience, especially with the people I've dealt with, the people that I've, I think are very good at recruitment that I know, people kind of found it was their thing sure you didn't pick it you didn't look for it you didn't yeah. you if there is a one percent you're in it <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's much of that yeah. but like my experience was i was a teacher um i was i was i was always the guy who could talk i was sure. always quite confident outgoing yeah um quite competitive the classic 2-2 football <laughs> football team yeah. graduate um and i got a job straight after uni knocking on doors i was signing people up for charities door to door really yeah I did it for six months and I ended up. I won an award. I took. I, I got flown out to Germany and I, I had a team of fifteen people in six months. And wow, um, it was one of them pyramid types. Yeah, yeah, where you yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. paid for anything but signups. Like it's a genuinely good thing you're selling, but the the way it was it was just literally, it was grim, mate. I was really? running around Sheffield, Barnsley, and Doncaster <laughs> um, in, the, in the freezing cold oh, winter. No. Just getting dogs chasing me down council stairs. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but I learned. I learned a lot then, and then. Obviously, I went into teaching, did a few years there, and that was brilliant for me as a 21-year-old, working as a PE teacher. I was outside a lot. I, sure. was, I had a contract with the golf club where I'd be there like three, four days a week in the summer. Um, I loved my football. I loved my sport. So, again, brilliant job. Day-to-day, loved it. Yeah. And it was all about talking and communicating and, sure, and actually sure, sure. quite good a good sales, Yeah, sales job, really, getting the kids to do stuff. And mm. I, the school I worked at was, was a tough school. It was, if you got them safe for an hour, you did well. Really? Um, but... I never felt, I'll be honest, I never felt amazing at what I was doing, or that good at what I, what I was doing. And I never felt like I could see the, the future just like I could in that. That little spell in a sales job, mm. as grim as it was, I could wake up every day and think, right, am I going to buy that or am I going to do that? Or yeah. I could see, I, could, I was getting excited about the future. Sure, sure. Teaching didn't give me that. Apart yeah. from the holidays, I used to wish seven weeks away from really? term. Yeah. Um, so, long story short, when I, when I got into recruitment almost by accident in Australia, it triggered that feeling that I'd been missing as a that teacher, that again, ability yeah. to create my own destiny. My yeah, 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 yeah. I used to watch Entourage, I don't know, have you ever watched Entourage? I haven't, no. 
Oh mate, you lo- you're a loser, mate. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> anyone who's watching on to our, who's watching knows what I'm saying. It's 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 Sex in the City for men. Okay. Um, reason I'm saying it is there's a character called Ari Gold who's a who's a movie agent. Okay. So he's a, he's a um, he's an actor's agent, right? Okay. He's, he's one of the most powerful in LA, and yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the lifestyle he has. I remember thinking like I want to be like Ari Gold really? when I got into recruitment because I was like yeah, an agent recruiter. It's the yeah, same. Yeah, it is yeah. principally the same thing. Um, and then. Look, I had some shit days, some really? amazing days. Did some great stuff, met some great people. But one thing is, it was my opportunity. Mm. It was my you chance. In control. To, yeah, but it was my chance to be good, really good at something. Mm. Which before I'd not really felt that. Yeah, 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 I was good at things at school and that, but this was my thing, and I was like, I could be fucking good at this, mm. and I was good at it. Yeah. And I think most recruiters I meet are kind of similar. They they kind of coasted through before, didn't yeah. really know what they wanted to do, tried a few jobs, tried a bit of this, tried yeah, a bit yeah, of that, yeah. and then they, they realised quite quickly in recruitment that A, they could earn the money they probably always wanted, and B, that they they could be bloody good at it. And, and I think those two things put together mm. are, are powerful. Mm, and I think I've touched on this, and I know we've spoken about it. Again, with, with this, I feel like this is going to, Hopefully, one if it, it reaches people who don't know that recruitment is an option, yeah, they they can really get a, a true insight as to yeah. what what the successes it can give you and also what what you actually go through. But I think that that's what we spoke about, isn't it? That the more people, I, I really feel like more people that know that recruitment is a serious option, the, the better. A lot of people don't actually know that. Well, it's one of them. It's there's no degree for recruitment. No. There's no. It's not necessarily a. A job title that is publicised readily, like you don't, you think it's Brook Street on the High Street or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like, no offence to them, but that is the opinion that you, it's it's a temp workers recruitment job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and trust me, there's loads of great temp work recruitment jobs, but yeah. there's also some really slick, high earning, like city based mm. recruitment jobs that I don't think people know. I yeah. grew up genuinely. This is no word of a lie. Thinking that there was a career called a businessman. <laughs> no, serious. I thought. What did the businessman do then? Well, business. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like in Manchester, where I lived, there was. It wasn't a poor area, but it's just working class, and everyone, everyone's jobs were kind of traditional, like yeah. services. So you'd either be, if you weren't a teacher or a doctor or a nurse, you were a plumber or a plasterer yeah, or a trader. Yeah, yeah. Or do you know what I mean? And if yeah, you worked yeah. in sales, ooh, sales, sales of what? I don't know. No one mm. ever confirmed that. And then there was a. If your dad had a briefcase and a suit, oh, he's a businessman. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's and, what you started and I, to. That's no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think I. I, I kind of thought that wasn't. Oh, my, you thought that wasn't reachable. Yeah, like, like my dad. Did. Well, my stepdad was a truck driver. My mum worked. At, she was a driving instructor later, but she used to work yeah. in the shop making sandwiches. Mm. Like we didn't have a lot, so I didn't. I kind of never put businessman on my side yeah, of the fence. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was for other people. Um, but for me now, like I said, you, same. The reason why this is working between us is because I've got the same mission. I, I want to yeah. recruitment, f- like literally, change my life. Hundred percent. From the way I, I thought to the way I behaved to the way what I earned to how I lived, it changed my life. And yeah. I'd love, I'd love for more people. That doesn't mean they have to be graduates. It doesn't mean um, they've got a specific background. Anyone, yeah. More people think of recruitment and see it as a potential positive um, career path. Hundred percent, and also for people in recruitment, especially when you're siloed in certain agencies or whatever, I want them to think. Do you know what? There's the part of a of a career, that, a part of an industry that's that's full of similar people. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, be proud of it rather than necessarily think 
something to hide like when you meet people at a party and you say oh, no, I'm, I'm, a head, I'm a headhunter <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what do you do I'm a headhunter <laughs> you mean you're a recruiter uh, well yeah, yeah. I, I, I always said recruiter did you are you proud yeah, yeah I, I, I was yeah I think right. um, I, I generally used to say, like people my old colleagues used to laugh at me but I used to say I used to change lives <laughs> <laughs> oh god Wait, I, generally. I, met, I met my fiance on tinder yeah. um, and I definitely said to. I definitely used the phrase "headhunter" on Tinder Did a few you? times. Love it. And it, it does. It's it got didn't nice, go down. Nice... It didn't go down any better than it <laughs> No, but I think I think what you said couldn't agree more. And I think, as you said, yeah, it, it generally is in all areas of your life. Like what I've learned from sitting in difficult meetings with potential new clients, being completely out of my comfort zone, making cold calls, all that sort of stuff. I know that has just made me a much more all-rounded, confident person and also j- just in life like generally mm. um and i think that that's why again i'm 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 so grateful i worked in recruitment and I, and I think that as you quite rightly said one it'd be amazing if people really looked at it as a serious career choice and also the people who are recruiters are actually proud to be recruiters mm. well, i hope so <laughs> yeah what uh, what have you got in in store for this podcast this year then so my my plan, which is why I was really excited when I spoke to you guys about it and, and what my thoughts were, is generally to... I My goal with this podcast is for it to be the podcast which recruiters or anyone working in recruitment should be listening to for, for all different reasons because I want to be speaking to people like ourselves who are, who are recruiters and building their recruitment desk and all that sort of stuff because there's some bloody good recruiters out there who have learned so much and have probably so much to share which a lot of people can learn from but also as you know because <clears throat> they're, they're now our, our clients so many people out there do think about starting up their own business or uh, along that line uh, a, a, a lot more further down that line and they're thinking about how can they expand or how can they grow and also picking their brains um, mm. and, and the challenges they face yeah. what they learn and really basically just allow it to be someone where someone who works in recruitment can listen to and Hopefully, just take one you know thing what? away from it. That's a good point, actually, because I, I mentioned it in a piece of content I created last year, which was I think podcasts allowed me to get almost like one-on-one time with with people I could never have met. Yeah, so, do you know what I mean? Like you can spend an hour listening one-on-one to someone who you who's got loads of industry experience yeah. or, uh, that you're looking to acquire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you are in a small recruitment agency now, or it could be a big, it doesn't matter what agency, but you're still limited to the people you work with. Exactly. That's why I reached out to you. Yeah. Because I recognise that. You're limited to the people's knowledge in those in those. Yeah, and they might be amazing people, but, but still, to be the best at anything, yeah. you need to talk to more people. I reckon, had had two or two, three years ago, there have been more content out there about setting up a recruitment agency. Um not that I might have done it that was my plan anyway but yeah. I'd, have, I'd have downloaded it I'd have listened yeah, to it yeah, I'd have, yeah, I'd have yeah. ate, ate it up and they, that's what I said earlier they're the people that you want to learn from the people that have done it and yeah. the people that yeah 100% and I think that that's what's going to be super interesting and hopefully people can, can take that mm. that value away but um, what I was going to say how do you what, what, what would you like to see the podcast happen? What, what would you like to happen? Because I, I definitely want you to come in a couple of yeah. episodes and stuff like that. My so. plan would be, I don't want to take it off you. I think you've yeah. started this and I love the fact you've taken the lead on it from the start. Um, but join in with you every every few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, talk to the same people, meet the same people, put mm. my put my spin on things. Um, but I'd like for, for us at Hoxo to have the, the, 
the same as you. The industry is number one podcast. Yeah. What everyone goes like, if you're in recruitment, you should be listening yeah, to yeah, the yeah, recruitment yeah. roller coaster. Because you know what, that word roller coaster is it everything about. Hundred percent. It's it's a bit, a little bit cheesy, but it is that though. It really is, isn't it? It's, yeah. and you lot... are a bit cheesy though. <laughs> seen your, seen that grin on. <laughs> I've had a few people, swear to God, a few yeah. mates of mine since you joined go, Sean, love what's going on. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that guy's face never stopped smiling. Like, what's he on? Like, <laughs> I was like, I wish he's just delighted to be here, but I think he's just genuinely on some kind of happy Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's getting quite hot in this room now, isn't it? But, is it? Oh. Yeah, it is. No, I mean, I haven't always been like this, and I'm not always like this. I mean, you have genuine conversations, but... I just feel like, um, what's the alternative? Like, what, why would you not what, want to be like this? In line with the word recruitment roller coaster, let's have a little. We've got 10 minutes or so. Yeah, let's, go let's go through. Give me your lowest point and your highest oh, point nice. as a recruiter. So, as start a recruiter. with the lowest. What was the worst fucking moment if you yeah. recruited? Don't I, 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 no, 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 straight away. Just straight, so straight up. It's actually, actually, it would be. Actually, yeah, this is, this is perfect. This comes straight to my mind. So, I was maybe three, three or four months in. I just started doing some BD, and there was this. I'm not going to say his name, but there was this particular guy who was an MD, and I, and I knew they had jobs because I used to speak to candidates. He's like, I got interviews at this uh, yeah. brokery, yeah, da da yeah. da, and I was like, I need to get in. I need to get in with this broker because they got jobs, and hopefully I'll be able to fill them. Yeah. So he had his mobile and his LinkedIn profile. Called him, left a message. I was like, right, hopefully he'll come back. Um, he called back now. Because I wasn't on the ball, he called back and um, basically he said who what his name was and I completely forgot that I rang him. Completely forgot that I rang him. And um, <laughs> so he got passed through to me. <laughs> he got passed through to me. And I was like, oh, did I who is this? Did I call you sort of thing? And literally he was like, did you not know you left me a message? Like, <laughs> who am I speaking to? And I absolutely crumbled. I felt like an absolute wally. What did you say? Well, the call just ended. Like, he was like, <laughs> don't call me again. He's like, don't call me again. So I was like, fucking absolutely fucked it, basically. So, um, yeah, basically that happened. But back to the now positive. So that happened. And I just felt an absolute wally. And I, it, it ruined the rest of my day. I was like, I absolutely screwed that up. So basically what then happened was... Um, it was towards, towards by the time I left, um, I actually, um, I ended up taking a couple of people out of this brokerage who he, obviously we never spoke cause like he remembered who I was, Yeah. ended up taking a few people. Now, because, um, I did so well with these candidates, built a really good relationship with them, da, 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 they left, handed their notice and they actually recommended me to them. <laughs> and, um, because they were doing a lot of recruitment still, and they, they just weren't getting any much luck. So uh, Canik went in hand and notice, and they was like, oh, out of interest, like, who did you use? He's like, oh, this guy, Hisham, like, he's really good. Um, and they ended up calling me, and I was so surprised. I was like, I, je I brought it up as well. I was like, we did get off to the bad foot, but I'm glad we're now speaking. I went and met him. We ended up having a really good um, chat. They had three jobs. They had about four agencies on them classic line obviously when you meet a new client yeah you're probably not gonna have many more candidates i was like trust me i do and um i filled all those free jobs with different candidates actually what even the cherry on top was the candidates that i played that, that i placed there 
they had actually been in contact with the business probably like six or eight months ago. But because there's a lot of recruiters out there who only talk to people when they have something to talk to them about, they, mm. they don't don't continue the relationship, stay in touch. Um, they then like they had not a leg to stand on, but these people were initially got their CV introduced to them, nothing happened, and I got the representation and made a couple of placements. So, yeah, that was that. That was that. That's literally the roller coaster. But loved it. That was a enjoyed that. <laughs> Reminiscing. That's class because it goes from negative to positive. Exactly. Yeah. So that that was the probably the perfect. <laughs> what what about yourself? Any about any shockers? Oh, there's a lot of shockers, mate. There's an awful lot. I think the worst one. When I um, was it like early on or was it? There's a few. There was one in Australia where I literally, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember this. I basically had I'd sent a CV or two CVs and then I'd, I'd followed up and I'd rang, I'd spoke to the HR person and yeah. they said contact the line, like they said get hold of him. So the yeah, woman, yeah, yeah. but they'd not they'd not communicated since. And then when I tried ringing this guy, he answered it. I remember he basically told me to fuck off and yeah. <laughs> in his Aussie accent. But then he sent me this absolute like war and peace about how I'd broken the contract and oh. how I could not call him. And I, because I'd asked the HR and they'd said call him, I was like Mr. Innocent. Just like, I was fucking fuming. I remember steam coming out of me. I was that proper really? raw little mank who was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? I literally started typing like so aggressively. <laughs> And uh, I remember that I used to sit next to this American guy, Joe, yeah. Joe Martinez. If you're listening, Joe, uh, get in touch, mate. Uh, I think he's in somewhere in South California now. But anyway, Joe was like, took me to one side. I was like, Sean, you need to think before. I was about, well, to, I tell this, I, yeah. I was about to tell this client, yeah. A, what I'd done, and B, like, why he was fucking yeah, yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was... That was probably not the hardest, but it was one of them. I'm always, I'm quite a fair person, right? And mm. when someone, when someone sees, thinks you're something you're not, and then they don't even give you the opportunity to yeah. make it. Up. I couldn't speak to that guy. I don't think I ever got to speak to him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know his name, but if you're listening, you were a bastard. <laughs> um, I'd say positive notes. I mean, there was so many, so many good things. To, as an actual recruiter, like, I remember doing when I did four deals in a day. Wow. Um, we were well, all per, going, uh, contract. You did, yeah, all it? contract, yeah, but they yeah, were yeah. big deals. And when Venquist, we were all going to Barcelona, uh, yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. First ever company trip. Um, we we're flying on like a Friday, Friday lunchtime yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. So in the Friday morning, everyone was literally like, just yeah. pissing about with paperwork. And I, honestly, I didn't even have any of them like front loaded. It was literally phone call after phone call from clients saying deal done deal done deal done and I just oh. I hit the board four times and then literally jumped straight on a plane to Barcelona oh, I thought it was um, falling yeah I thought it was dream. pretty good but I'd actually say and this is going to be hopefully the same feeling when it comes to working with you for the longer term that yeah. genuinely I got more satisfaction when I was managing and I saw like the guys in my team do deals people progressing yeah. Better, yeah. we did like our record month a couple of years a year or so ago um, what your team my team yeah and I just remember like I got not only my team but the contract division we did amazing and it was like I don't I didn't do any of the deals but that, that genuinely was a better feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. and I reckon there's a lot of recruiters out there that wonder whether they should go into management when they're very good billers and it ain't for everyone mm. I'd say it's I want to talk more about this topic because yeah, 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 well. there's a lot to talk about isn't there yeah, there's, something, like. there's some really tough um, tough decisions for a lot of good recruiters to make mm. because ultimately what one guy can do, fill a million. If he's good enough, he can turn ten into exactly. Into 10 but million. again, but then as you said, it's not everyone. That's not no. For but everyone. for me, like that, that really came true when when it was 
the feeling was good doing it yourself, but it was fucking better doing yeah, it. Yeah, from now. I think from speaking to people um, on the show and. The, the most common thing that I hear is like just don't 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 get too high on the highs and just obviously don't be too low on the lows don't dwell too much on the lows and don't like just you, do you know what I mean when you've got those four deals it would be very easy just to take your foot off the gas and all that yeah. that that's why recruitment is just non-stop and I never had that I don't know why I never had that built in me like that I had a consistent work for work yeah, work yeah, yeah. even if like you yeah they had a few deals trust me I, the, the, the early blows hurt but you get do. used to them you yeah. get used to them and then they're, they're the biggest learners, aren't they? Yeah. And like that's what, yeah, they really mold you long term. And my my boss said to me like early doors, it's not what happens, it's how you react. Yeah. And yeah. even today, like in here, we've had some pretty tough tough conversations with clients, and one client we've um, we've had to we've had to part ways with, and it's not it's not fun, right? No. But I, I'm at a point in my career where I know you know when things are the right thing and you know yeah, when yeah, yeah. you know when things are out of your control you know when you've done everything you can do yeah um but uh, that being said rejection and is still tough and i Fucking think early hard. doors in recruitment everyone no matter <laughs> so how hard you, no matter how forward thinking an agency is and how many yeah how many incentives and perks and how well they wrap up trainees you are going to feel rejection yeah, and yeah. if you can't handle that it's probably not the right yeah, yeah. But the thing is though all I'd say to the, with that is just the caveat to that is that trust me if you keep facing that and keep pushing through do the right things it will pay off mm. it really will and I, I really saw that like 12, 12 months I build fuck all I think I build like 13 grand that's not what you told me well, so. you wouldn't <laughs> got this job if you told me that. but no yeah like like I remember the first year was tough, like so tough, and then literally well, you wouldn't have lasted in half the companies in London. Without. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but um, luckily I had I had the support around me. Genu- <laughs> genuinely, I was doing the right things. Well, like, yeah. I was I was putting in like there were one hundred percent. Will over skill. Yeah, a bit of that, and then like you got to be able to like if you if your boss says you know you know what you could have done that better if you thought about that, and then you don't take it goes one in one ear and out the other, then obviously you probably are gonna be on um you might be on on your way out but what I, I did take constructive feedback quite well and I did actually apply it and put myself out there but what I, when I started doing that and applying myself 12 sort of probably a year and a half down the line like everything just clicked it all just started falling into place and I remember my colleagues going it's all happening for you now isn't it and I was <laughs> like you know what yeah it is and I've worked hard to get there and, and people can get there yeah or how that happened with you though? Was it like twelve months? You got quite a lot of success in those first twelve months, or was it a bit longer than that? Mm. Uh, I did nearly two years in Australia, and I did all right over there. I did I did do quite a lot of deals, but I was in um, a government team that ultimately it was like a safety version of yeah, recruitment yeah, yeah. because we won a contract where we had we had free reign to work with three hundred companies. So there was no three hundred government departments. There was no like terms and conditions. Oh, okay, but we didn't know anyone. So and they didn't have Complete to use new market. Yeah, they didn't have to use us, and I didn't know anything about IT yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally like, complete oh, freestyle. Oh mate, and anyway, I did well. I think I got about twenty odd contracts out in a year. Okay. Um, came back to came to London in twenty twelve, probably with a bit of a chip on my shoulder. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one else got to twenty in my team, so it was like pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to London, joined Benquist, and I was I joined them because I was excited about the fact that I knew they were good. I could tell what they were doing was good, but fuck me, the pace, the way they worked. When I first started, oh, they were like it was like it was like going from a huge, 
big club in the A League in Australia and yeah. then joining like Crystal Palace in the Prem. Really? And like you had a couple of top players and you were just like fighting every day for jobs. Like yeah, everyone yeah, thought yeah. we were Vanquish Bank. Really? Everyone. And it was like we're not with Enquist, we're a yeah, 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 yeah. Um but no, I joined in the September, uh December the fourth, I think it was, approximately. Yeah. Um and I only did one deal before Christmas. I worked I literally I used to recruit to the Lloyd's insurance market and it was I, I loved it because it was like a square mile around yeah, it, yeah, yeah, all yeah. insurance companies. Uh-huh. So I, I I I was luckily again the company backed me to go out and meet as many people as I could. Yeah, yeah. So I spent all day meeting people, coffees, lunches, beers, whatever I needed to do. I was really big on, and I still am now, passive conversations. Like I didn't not just speak to people. Like when you contract recruiters typically would just rinse for leads from active people. Whereas I was like, well, I know the companies I want to work with. The client, my boss did. Yeah. We were like, well, the only way we're ever going to work with them is we know who's in the company. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. literally used to, I used to go out and tell everyone, look, I'm pretty new. This is what I do. It's bang on your space. And I can guarantee, even if I've not got work for you now, I will at in the some future. Point, like, yeah. It's going to be mutually, the same it's way. Gonna be mutually beneficial yeah, 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 to work yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. And, and it worked. And then <laughs> I think I got a couple of deals in the new year. And then by April, May, it just started happening. Popping. I did like four deals a month, five Fair deals enough. a month, six deals a month. Fair and enough. then... A bit quicker then. It, yeah, I did, but I had a lot of help. Like, it wasn't all on me. Yeah, yeah, Trust yeah. me, I had, my boss, Claire, was, was heavyweight in that market. She... Yeah. She already had a massive network. Solid network. Yeah, network. to be fair, my boss was the same. Yeah. Like, he helped me a I lot think, with that. I think people are like, oh, you've, you've had loads of help. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I think there's two things. Like, A, help was there and mm. it, I needed it. But B, it's what you do with that help. Exactly, like, 100%. Anyone else could have been given those it. contacts, but they wouldn't have done what I did. Exactly. Do. So I literally was taught, I was, my mantra was be yourself, literally meet as many people and talk to as many people as I could that, we're in the right space. Yeah. Don't waste your time when you when you're niching down. Stay in the niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I used to get to know people more on a personal level. Hundred percent. Like I still t- text, get to know their story. Yeah, I still text a couple of my cold contractors, yeah. and like I've got good friendships with a lot of people because everyone says it, but it's, it's a people business. Like it really is. Yeah. And I think that that what you were just saying there, like, is that is such solid advice. Like, like I don't just speak to people when you have a job to speak to them like generally try and get to know them yeah. know what their motivators are and try and build that relationship even I remember I used to follow up with candidates sometimes every couple of months and even if that was a short conversation these people do actually appreciate you actually thinking of them when you have yeah. do, do you know what I mean I'd say if one tip for any rookie listening to this yeah because there will be in the future more and more rookies listening to podcasts mm. I hope it will be even if you know jack shit about the market yeah. like anything about Whatever you're recruiting, yeah, yeah, yeah. what you do know is you. Yeah, yeah, you know a lot about yourself. To double down on that, mate. Yeah, yeah, just talk to people, get to know them. Like, if you can go out there and 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 be yourself and talk about you, mm. I guarantee people will be more likely to talk about them. Yeah. and it's a two. It's a game of tennis. Definitely. If you knock that ball over the net with a with a story about yourself, yeah. you're more likely to get a story back about them. Yeah, yeah. If everything's about I'm gonna now. I'm gonna ring you up. I'm gonna grill you for the next half an hour. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you jack shit about myself. Nothing about the job. Heard that all the time. But I'm just gonna. I'm expecting you to tell me everything. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That's not. That's not tennis, is it? Yeah, yeah. I know. I that know. It's not tennis. It's <laughs> a great line. <laughs> what I was gonna say. I know, that was one of the. From when obviously you mentored me for a bit. Mm. That was one of the best pieces of advice you gave me. You, you was like, "What's your story?" Yeah. And I sort of just. Sort of had it, but yeah, I didn't actually give it some real pitch. thought. Yeah, Most yeah, yeah. Got it. I know, and I know. I remember writing it down, and then I remember doing it in the office, mm. and it fucking works. It, it really, it does, it does work. And I remember you said, "Oh, your colleagues and my colleagues used to think like 
oh, it's just some knobhead just saying the same thing. And yeah, all they all that. thought I, I had the exact same myself. thing. They were all like, oh, here he is telling everyone about Australia. <laughs> but there was method to the madness. Yeah, 100%. But I guess this podcast for me as well is, at the end of the day, we are looking at marketing social media now yeah. and how recruiters can amplify their brand, whether that's personally, whether it's as an agency, um, whether that's a, a majority of what we do is attracting recruiters. So we're not necess- we're not a rec to rec. We're looking at the employer brand the for recruitment agency, yeah. right? So it fits really neatly with this podcast. Sure. But at the same time, I don't want to just bang on about social media. No, no way. Because actually, not everyone in the industry cares about social media. Not at all. They will catch on. Um, I'd, I'm keen to say, well, look, let's just let's just chat. Let's just find out what 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 the industry's like. Um, why people love to work in it. Why people leave. Why people don't want to stay in it. Yeah. Let's get it all out. Let's fuck hiding it. Mm. Let's not gloss it up. I'm sick of, I don't know, just, I'm sick of bullshit. Like, yeah. Whether it's slagging things off or not, let's just open it up. Definitely, I couldn't agree more. And I think um, I think that's probably a nice way to end it because that, that, I, I couldn't feel any, I couldn't agree anymore. And I think that what's going to stay completely consistent is that th- this, is, this is value first for the people listening. And I, I know that's going to um, stay. But before we wrap up then, um, before we do wrap up, the last that I've only recently implemented this. I don't know if you know this actually. So there's a question that I ask everyone before they leave. That question is, if you basically, if you could speak to every recruiter, um, and it'd be guaranteed they'd li- they'd listen and they'd take on your advice, they'd apply it to their recruitment desk the next day. What what would you say? Do you think? What's your personal pitch? That'd be it. Perfect. Genuinely, that'd be it. Yeah, Work yeah. out. Work out what makes you you. What is your story? Even if you're an 18-year-old from Chelmsford who feels like they've done nothing in life, yeah. I guarantee you can you can formulate a, a story about yourself yeah. that people will engage with. Yeah. So be you. Be you and and, and, and win. but plan it. it yeah, I'll, yeah. Give it some thought. Yeah, give, some give thought. yourself a bit of thought because actually, like until I said it with you and the guys in my yeah. team. It doesn't necessarily come naturally to everyone. No. I think it did to me. I think I've always been that guy that will tell. I kind of I make people. I try and make people comfortable by talking about myself, but sure, I don't even sure. know I'm doing it. Whereas, that'd be my advice. Don't think people first, recruitment second. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. absolute pleasure. Cheers, mate. I'm very excited. Let's uh, let's look forward to the next one where yeah. I'm joining you. Yes. With uh, a guest from the industry. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool.